Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. Let's discuss the ones that give themselves over, lend themselves to the society that they live in. These individuals have only one pursuit in mind, and that is to feed the need, feed the need of society. And in doing so, in, in, in feeding society, that, that's their contribution. They, they sell themselves to the, to the benefit of, of the whole. And they come in many forms. You know, they come in activism or social work. Now, it's important to make a distinction between a structural um, illusion of, of, of such a life and an actual life. And they're very easily uh, misinterpreted, even by the self. And... You could find many people that work for nonprofits, but rather are deeply uh, seeking the profit at the end. That that is contrary to the goal of, of of giving themselves over to society. Now, it goes way back. It really starts on on what brought a person to to first give themselves over to society. I find that it's really the, the source, the source of the motive, meaning the initial motive in the beginning when they first lend a hand and then an arm and then their body and then their soul. When they first begin that, that, that holy tradition of, of, of goodness, may find that uh, in that process they they will they will ultimately demonstrate their motive and it's very difficult for someone to come with an ill will motive and when I say ill will I'm referring to not beautiful. I don't mean ill will that they're evil or wrong. It's just ill will into what they think they're actually doing in their hearts. And obviously it will it will uh, have tentacles towards a more uh, surface-like uh, experience towards others. So that's one of the reasons why nonprofit organizations that are usually structured in a business-like manner won't do for the amount of, of funds and, and, and physical work that goes into it won't accomplish that much. You know, they, they'll accomplish, but it won't be grandiose. 
because it's not the not the amount or the manpower, it's the motive. One person could could walk through a town and transform it. It doesn't without any money, right? So I'm not saying money won't help that and manpower won't help that, but it's definitely not the case that uh, a broken motive is 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 gonna be as successful in any sense. So you have a, so you have a, you have two people, and this is really important because it's so mis misunderstood the distinction between the two. You have on one side the the one who seeks to just give over themselves because they are they see themselves as a component of the world. And they, and they find it. Sorry about the helicopter. It's not mine. I'm wondering. Maybe circling. It's okay. Um, so again, you have these two people. One is one is looking to give over them their entire being because they feel either an appreciation towards society or they they, they, de they deeply feel an expression of soul towards this, this goodness. And then you have another person that understands it as a, as a fundamental ideal. It's, it's, it's told to them, it's taught to them, it's, it's, what, it's what the West usually represents, so it's, it's regarded very highly, you know. And you find them more like these middle-aged men who, who like will go to Africa to help out, right? And they'll 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 kind of do it because someone told them that they'll make them feel good, and they get into it deeply, and they sympathize with them, and they scream at all their friends about how you could be so selfish. And it's there's a hypocrisy in that because. First of all, all, every time that there's, there's a willingness to do good, but it's not expressed properly, it's not, it's not, it's not motivated in a, in a proper, a proper form, there's going to be hypocrisy because th there's a divide between what they think they are and who they are. And, and they'll, they'll project that on others. So, for example, this guy who just got connected to an indigenous people of, of, of Africa or, or some other third world country and, and comes back and screams at all his, his peers about uh, their, their high life and so on while he goes back to his high life. So... I'll tell you why that person's motive is off, and you could see it in, in the in in the in the actions they do. Right, I could find 10, 15 blocks from them, maybe five miles from them, people overdosing in the worst places in life. There's the hospital, local hospital, with a psychiatric ward. There's there's an addiction center. There's 
there's the other part of the hospital. There's um, there's your neighbor that's probably going hungry or struggling. Like there's and to start saying that that suffering is greater than this suffering and so on and so forth. It's not it's not an important discussion in regards to expressing goodness of heart. The important discussion is is you when you express something, the closest to you gets the receiving end of that expression. You don't need to walk far to express goodness. It's, it's a good word to the one right next to you. It's so close. And if it's an expression, it just goes there and it goes further. The fact that there, there needs to be a plane ticket to, to express goodness. There needs to be a travel, a trekking, a, a journey. Just in itself demonstrates uh, a broken motive. And we could we could always take apart the structural goodness that a person seeks out to do, and from there analyze it to find the motive. It's 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 that simple. Now, let's let's talk to the one who wants to lend themselves to society. In in Ju Jewish thought, it's the Levite, right? It's the one lending to society. It's it's not getting their income is not based on their their work, but rather the hope that society will appreciate enough that they will return some sort of me meager pay of, or just food and and uh, a dwelling. And their their motive is not there. It's just like they need to survive in their in their in their in their goodness. And and they'll and they'll they'll take they'll bite the dust when things get tough and when society doesn't appreciate them. And they won't walk away. That's that's a great distinction. It's it's when things get tough. And I think this is one of the deep reasons why things need to get tough. It, it, it the person who who has this tight, great motive to to just give and to express and to and it's not for everybody. This is not a this is not a moral standing for all people. In fact, if everybody did this, society would not function. So it's not a moral standing of any sort that's that's greater than all others, although it's 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 profound in its nature because there's this just giving over of self. When things get tough and when things are 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 tight, the one whose motive is well placed, it doesn't matter because that's never been the focus, so therefore it will never be it will never be decompose in a, in, a, in a time of, of, of hardship. And that hardship could be material, it could be physical, it could be mental. The hardship, any, any sort of compression of life, of repression of, of, of nature on the self, repression of, for those God-fearing, repression of where God is a, not allowing things to flow as usual. Although it's, I don't think it's a personal agenda of God. I think it's the natural order of the world. Anybody who finds problem with God and, and suffering is just foolish because that's just the nature of the world. That's before the God question, right? You accept nature before God. You accept yourself before you seek out God. If you have a problem with nature itself, then you're not, you're not experiencing yourself enough to experience God enough. So it's just like, oh, I hate myself, but God, how dare you, right? You see how the, 
the dysfunction of, of such a conversation. If you did it to a friend, it's like, I'm just this terrible friend to you, but you, how dare you? Like, where, where, how does that conversation go in, in, in real life? So, so, the, so that distinction, and I'm telling you, you, you find it so much where people do not realize, they're not self, self-aware of their, of their broken motive in this regard, and they give so much to society, and it'll almost be uh, unappreciative of me to, to, to even hint at the idea that their motive is ill will. But the reality of their of their of their will is is not placed right, and anybody who benefits from that, although their benefit, like like if somebody's hungry and they, they give them food, right? Their benefit is real; it's food. It doesn't come with that relationship with nature, right? So. Let's take the example of food because it's fundamental to our survival. Somebody needs, somebody's hungry, right? They need to eat, right? There's a need, it's a need now. And they cannot fulfill it on their own with the simple moves of life. Obviously they could rob a bank or you could always get food if you want, if you, if you, if you push yourself far, but they're a functional human being and they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go beyond their dignity. I don't mean dignity in the place of pride. I mean, they're not going to overstep other areas of life in order to pursue food alone. They understand that food is only a component of life and a service to, to something more than food, right? Because food feeds the body, which feeds the, the functionality of the body, which feeds the functionality of mind, which feeds the functionality of soul. And so there's a hierarchy there. So, so this person has this need, right? And there's an opportunity for somebody to fulfill that need, to give to them, to give to the needy. Now, when the person begins to give, um, and let's say they're, they're ill will, right? They're just like, they, somebody taught them, this is how you be, and they saw a hungry person, they're like, oh, I'm doing the righteous thing, and right, I'm doing the righteous thing, you know, notice the wording. It's supposed to expression, it's like, oh, obviously, I mean, right? The expression, it doesn't have to have any wording to it, it's just needy, fulfill of needy, right? It's, it's closer to the body, it's almost like they're hungry. And somebody who really gives themselves over to society really just feels the hunger of society more than their own hunger. Like they'll go hungry in order to fulfill the, the meals of others. In a healthy way, obviously. I'm not, I'm not talking about unhealthy uh, form of giving. Now, that giving over as the, this person that's hungry needs the food, right? And he receives the food from this, this higher motive, this proper motive. They don't feel that they're receiving from that person. They feel that nature is giving them back, almost like they met a tree that had all the fruits and produce that they wished for, and they're just eating from the tree. They don't feel obligated towards the, the giver because 
the giver has incorporated themselves in their in their in their personal expression to a point where the receiver, this needy person, is is is, is having a relationship with with the goodness of nature, almost like the other person is the spokesman from nature saying, oh, it's not always suffering because here's goodness. As if the person found the food themselves, right? There's just no other person in the picture. It's just these are pop-ups of nature just giving and they're, they're, they're just trees. They're trees of produce and there's no feeling of, not, there's no feeling of, of indebtedness towards it in the best way possible. Now, when the motive is ill will, and they're just like, I'm being a righteous person, and that's what a righteous person does, and all that other exterior uh, Western uh, ideals, because ultimately the West, the West does serve this ideal. And, and they give over the food the needy will receive it and eat it and enjoy it, but they will feel indebted to the giver. Automatically, it's that relationship. It's not a they 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 don't have a relationship with nature. It's it's they feel that nature still did wrong to them. They suffered, and nature didn't fulfill their need. But rather, this person fulfilled their need, and then now they're now they're bound to this person, and they they just they feel they have to say thank you to them and. They feel slave-like in their receiving, and it's and it's subconscious. It's so there. It's it can't be avoided, and and it's so subtle. It's so, it's just with the it's the mannerisms. It's the it's the tone of voice. It's the it's even in the food. I mean, I don't want to sound metaphysical right now, but. When the food is given over with an ill will motive, and I mean ill will again, not as ill will, but as contrary to the ultimate will, the food itself doesn't doesn't carry with it the taste of now it could be because it's the projection of, of feeling indebted, but I think that just like food only has taste because of our understanding of food. In fact, food doesn't even have the name food unless we decide it's food. If we decide sand will be food, whether nutritious or not, and, and meat is not food, and, and bread is not food, right? So we create the names of them, and we actually create them itself. For the dust of the earth never gets the name food because we've decided that. We've, we've, we've chosen our... our our names and, and in doing so we've created what they are now you're right it's not food but there's some essence that's there without our being but the fact that we're having this conversation regarding food and we're putting this item in there so when the the ill will motive gets named on the food just like just like the food got the name food because we decided it it got the name ill will motive of giving over because they're trying to be righteous or whatever and that got in the name of the food and the receiver gets gets that name because now it just got renamed i mean there's there's foods that 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 used to not be considered foods and and now is is considered delicacies and so on and so forth so 
And and who told you? Nobody told you. Nobody came over to you and said that raw fish is, is just the normal, it's real food. Raw fish is the way of eating. Nobody, nobody knocked on your door and told you that. But there, there was a society that named it that. The society that said that's that's a good way of eating, a proper way of eating. And, and the society just functioned and developed from one country to another. And slowly but surely, the entire world became comfortable with eating raw fish. Now, there was always an essence of raw fish. But, but my point is that, that that entirety of eating raw fish, that culture of eating raw fish. So that's the name. So when the needy person eats that ill will, food, they're eating the name of the food. As, as such as society decided it to be and they're eating the they're eating the motive in the food as well because that's a that's like a that's a sip not a simplified um a specific name by name basis of this food um okay so that's that's that now I believe that, especially with this motive, it starts from the early, early, it's early onset, this motive. Meaning if someone starts with the wrong motive, I think it's really difficult to switch. But how, let's say a person's on this path, let's say they wanted to, they wanted to do activism, they joined the nonprofit organization and so on. They're, they're fighting for things that are good, but they're, ultimately not expressed goodness from their heart. And they convince themselves day in and day out that it is good because society might say it's good, because, but for them, it's not good. And I'll prove it to you it's not good because they're going far, even though goodness is available close. The entire world, are we have a 7 billion population of needy people. You don't need to work really hard to fulfill those needs. And... If it's an expression, the closer, the, the easier of the expression, right? Expression is closer to the soul, right? You don't need to... Why would you step over 10 needy people in order to get to the 11th needy person with the justification that that 11th needy person is even more needy than the, the 10 before? If, if as you go about your being, you keep meeting the, the one after another till the 10th, that, that are just needy, you know, like when it comes to expressing goodness, you don't, you don't have a measuring tape like, okay, how much goodness can I express based on how much neediness? It's not like that. It's like, okay, there's an availability. Let me give over and so on and so forth. Again, this is only in the criteria of those who wish to live a life like that. Those who wish to not follow this Western ideal are available to do so. There's, there's great other ideals out there. So how would you switch? Like, first of all, there's the honesty, because if you're still making the argument that I'm going to go to the 11th person that's even more needy, I'm going to go to Africa because they're even more needy than all the Western society. First of all, that's a debatable argument. Somebody, a heroin addict is suffering just the same as someone in Africa, just because they could tap into more money doesn't mean their suffering in themselves is not the same. And second of all, and if in fact the third world countries, their their minds are less developed to experience the suffering, right? 
the smarter and more developed you are, the more the suffering is. So if you're seeking suffering alone, the more the more developed have to be calculated in that amount of suffering. That's another discussion. And again, fulfilling neediness is not suffering. It's it's giving over to whoever, whenever, in an expression manner, right? So, so why are they going to why are they going to the eleventh person and skipping over the ten if it's coming from their heart? It's like how do you how do you get to the airport and miss all those people that are calling your name for something? Get on a plane, they're calling your name for something. Land all these people to skip them over, forget about them, and then go to this other person if it's an expression of heart. And if you're ready to admit that it's not an expression of heart, but you're fulfilling tikkuna olam, you're fulfilling the fixing of the world in not a good expressive manner, then I might argue that goodness doesn't come in such packages where you look at the meta picture because you need to know subtleties when you fulfill goodness. Let's say you meet that indigenous population in Africa, right? And you're, you're, you have a tikkun olam and you've decided that you've assessed the whole world and this is where it's needed most, right? You're not coming from an expressive manner. You're ready to admit that it's not an expression of soul because it's foolish to say that based on my arguments and common sense. When you meet them, you won't know what they need because you're not attuned with your soul and their soul because you've come from a, a, a structural manner. You're aiming there. You, but once you got there, you don't know what to do. So you could give them, let's say you give each, you meet them, you give each one $500. You might be destroying their lives because they, they might not know how to spend $500 properly, right? Or, or they're not even craving $500, but they're, they're craving a good cooked meal. They, they, they don't know how to transfer $500 into a good cooked meal. Maybe that's, that's what they need. You don't know because you're not in tune with their soul because you have this Tikkun Olam picture. Now, you could sit in an office and, and get in touch with people who are deeply expressed and are deeply with goodness to express, and they happen to be in the vicinity because why would they want to travel to one population when there's goodness to give wherever you go? Right? Why would they want to do? Like, how would you get them on board for something like this? And if they're going after money, then they're, or they're going after something else. But goodness, then they're the problem, just like you are. So, the entire idea of having tikkun olam and and so on and so forth is 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 misplaced. Now, your argument is okay. So let's just throw plastic wherever, not care about the environment, allow allow the world to just become a heap of garbage. My answer to that is that it's a problem, but there's a trillion equal problems in this world. I'm not exaggerating. There is a trillion equal problems. And if you start to use your, your microscope to look for problems, then that is one of many.
Now, how do you decide between problems? So if it's coming from expression of heart, then you must live by the heap of garbage. Meaning, it must be something close to you, right? You're like, you, you're, you live in a house, right? And there's a neighborhood and, all the, and, and you just see plastic piling up and it's destroying the structure of the neighborhood. It's destroying the, the, the sanctity of the human life, right? Then you could have that expression argument or like, it's not an argument. You feel, oh, let's, let's see what we can do here, right? But if it's, you have to seek it, you're seeking the problem, then I could find a trillion problems to seek equal to that one. And why are you picking that one over this one? And if you're doing it out of expression, then you don't pick. They pick you. You. It says the closer to the vicinity of your body is literally the, the choice. The needy come to you. And if you can't find needy in your vicinity, then you're not in tune with the expression of goodness towards the needy because they're there. They're so close to you. They're right in front of you. So that's the needy. That's the expression. Now, if you if you want to say, okay, no, I am a, an executive of, of the world. You're speaking on behalf of God and you're saying, okay, how do I fix this world? Let me pick the worst problem, focus on it and fix it. As I said before, um, first of all, you're going to need a massive brain and uh, intellectual development of, of, of all the problems, the rationalities of all the problems, the wisdom to know which are truly problems and, and break them down to a point where you've analyzed and you've picked this one, right? Because it, usually what happens is it comes from this like, good expression like, oh, the environment, this and that. And then you decide that we're going to make this tikkun all and we're going to fix the world with this. But the problem with tikkun olam is that it's not an expression anymore. It was, I, I suppose, never an expression. It was, it was an idea that maybe had some sort of expression attached to it, but ultimately what stands is the idea, not the expression, because why are you pursuing it so persistently? You can't. Expression is not pursuit. Expression is, I feel, I feel upset, and then I don't feel upset. Right? You can't say, I feel upset forever. I feel upset for 10 days. I plan to feel upset for 10 days. How could someone say that? It's not an expression. That's just demanding an idea on the soul and trying to pull out from the soul some sort of good feeling towards it so that you could justify your pursuit of it or you find meaning in it some sort. So if you're seeking it as a tikkun olam, then please first analyze the entire world and find that that is truly, that is truly the, the best thing to fix the world. But then you're not lending yourself to society and it's not an expression. So you won't be able to fix it properly because you don't, you're not attuned to the, the in, intrinsic, um, necessity of, of, of the calling. For example, the environmentalist, which is a good example of this, um, they, they might not be 
seeking the answers to the proper problem because they might not see the proper problem and so on. And it's, and it's really deep. And it goes to the function of their lives as well. And that's another discussion on what the problem there is. But it's definitely not a shallow issue and it's definitely easier to solve than, than demanded by them. And I think the motive is, is definitely ill-willed to the expression of goodness, to the true possible expression of goodness. So I leave you off like this. Don't have to give over yourself to society. But if you do, make sure it's an expression of good heart. Now ask yourself, if you are this person, ask yourself, is it an expression of your heart? How do you know? If the chips are down, if things are tough, are you still there? Um, are you are you expressing goodness in multiple, in every front? You're not just in one area, one idea, one one place. You're not in a. You're not. You don't have a a, a crevice where you live in, a cave where you focus on. It's just a whole world. It's every day. It's all people. It's every function of society. It's every level of the hierarchy and so on and so forth now you need a little wisdom to know if you're that person and I hope you develop that wisdom now if you are that person that has the ill will know that it's it's really difficult to get out because it's usually the start that will decide how you go I think the best way to get out is to let go of that selflessness fully Destroy that ideal. You don't have to be that. Have an intermediary, intermediary period where giving to others in that form of expression is not, is not something you focus on. Find other great things of moral standings that you could focus on and find meaning in. Well, I don't like the word find meaning because meaning is intrinsic, but find your truth in the world. And then, only then, after that intermediary period, you could revisit it with a, a different motive from expression and always protect that when faced with the, the, the confrontation of nature, where nature will ask you, are you really there? Well, take care of that. Accept that. Are you really? So on and so forth. And if you get stuck in one goodness, like, I'm going to help the homeless, but I'm not going to help the drug addict. I'm going to get stuck in the person, the ideal, the thing. Notice that you're going off track. But I think that intermediary period would be the best approach to actually have a pure motive. And I, and I know people from both camps and, and every person that is part of society should know people from both camps. And that would be a great learning camp to just explore both of them. Explore them and, and notice the people that are that, that are ill-willed and notice the people that are, that are motive, uh, form their motive in the right places. And learn from them, use them as role models. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.